today's title for our message is do not be afraid i know uh, this is a season of not cold or covid or flu but it is more uh, a season of fear fear that is gripping people all across the world and this fear is such that it doesn't allow us to really see the truth in front of us this truth this fear that is filled in our hearts actually uh, even if the problem is really not there it makes us feel as if we are in a big problem right so uh, today what the lord has spoken to me and also speaking to all of us is repeatedly from last two weeks we have been hearing about this is about fear right you know this fear is such a dangerous trap that it will actually derail us from seeing the facts and the truth in front of us you know that there is a problem and you know that god who is almighty and more powerful can also give a solution to the problem but somewhere we are unable to connect these two things the reason why we are not able to connect that god who is most powerful can bring me out of my situation we don't connect both of the those because of one dirty attribute of our life which is a very very dangerous trap that is fear you know the fear is so much on each and every person inside each and every person's heart it is filled so deep that we forget the things that god has done in our, in our past we forget how god brought us till today if i am alive today i would have faced a lot of hurdles in my life in the past i would have faced worst scenarios that i'm actually if i compare what i'm doing today or what i'm facing today i would have faced worst of the scenarios in the past but i forget those scenarios and i'm worried about this scenario and the major reason is because of my fears this fear i'll tell you the character of this fear this fear which is a dangerous trap it makes us sit in our comfort zone we just you know get compromised with the way we are living not wanting to change because of the fear of not being successful this fear makes us sit in our comfort zone it makes us postpone things in our life the fear of you know getting rejected fear of failing does not allow us to take risks it stops us it makes us feel that you know what why do you want to be greedy whatever is your life today i think you're good it's okay it's okay take it easy compromise for whatever you have and just move on move on don't think about taking a risk of changing your character for somebody i was actually thinking of uh, of some something that's running in my mind 
uh, and I've encountered a couple of conversations with several people in the last four or five days is they, they don't like, in fact, even when I went out today, I saw a board in the place where I went saying, <clears throat> you have come for a reason to this, to this place. When you're visiting this place, request you all to avoid talking about spiritual things. They don't want anybody to talk about God. I don't know. There is so much of, you know, a, a wall in people that talking about God is not very comfortable. Why is this state? When, when you are going to somebody and when you're speaking, they are very friendly. The moment you start relating God into your life, they start getting uncomfortable. So I was thinking, why is this happening? Are we not the reason for that? There are so many people who have kept the name of God and have misled lives. They have taken advantage of innocent people believing in the name of God and how they have really taken advantage of their innocence due to which people don't want to even listen to that word called God. People don't want to entertain anybody coming and telling them any truth in the name of God because they are scared where they will convert them. They push religion onto people. They push principles onto people. They just speak theoretically. Their lives don't show love, but they talk about love. Their lives don't show about having faith in God and having peace of mind, but they talk about faith in God, they talk about peace in our lives. They say, believe in Jesus Christ, then you will get peace in your life. How about you? Do you have that peace in your life? Before you tell someone, are you doing that? Are you peaceful in your life? We all have to think, are we really holding up the name of God with the due respect and the honor that he deserves? When we go up in front of people, nobody should ask us about our religion. They should think that we know God by our behavior. Our, our, our body, the presentation that we do, the way we talk, the way we think, the way we behave should display godly character. This mouth should not speak. The body language should speak that I know the most powerful God and I have a hope in my life. How are my statements coming out of my mouth? When I'm talking to someone, every statement that I speak, is that statement showing a hope in that power of God? Is that statement giving hope to others? Is that statement giving positivity to others, <clears throat> encouraging others? Or is it derailing them and taking them into more negative pathways. We don't need to talk about scriptures, but your, your life and your presentation should match to the scripture that we know. If we read 1 Timothy 4.12, what does it say? It asks us to show, set ourselves as an example in the way we talk, in the way we love, in the way we are maintaining our purity, in the way we behave 
and the way we conduct ourselves. So I know First Timothy four twelve, but another person who does not know Bible should see First Timothy four twelve in me. Then you you are spreading that good news. But the fear in our us is so much that we start changing our behavior according to the people that we are talking to. We start behaving according to the crowd. Why are we not maintaining our integrity? That's my question. The fear. There's a fear. What will they think? They wouldn't like if I behave like that. They wouldn't like if I behave like this. So the fear that is in us does not allow us to do what is right in the sight of God. Please let's review. What are those fears in us which are actually making us lose our integrity? No matter where we are, are we having a consistent behavior or are we changing according to the people whom we are conversing with? We should not get influenced by the people of this world. Are we actually making the impact that others are making on us? I keep asking Vanshika this question. Your friends don't know God. You know God. Are you showing that impact on them? Or are you taking that impact on yourself and bringing their style and their type of behavior and their conversation and the style with which they talk? What is happening? We have to. And why is that happening? It's because of the fear of being judged. You're getting scared of having the truth in you. What are we selling this truth for? The truth that nobody else is getting, the truth that only we are getting, we, because of this truth, are able to have peace. There is hope in our hearts. Think once, think once. What if there is no God? What if this God and all is not true? What would be our situation? How would we live? We all have to be very, very thoughtful about how we are behaving. You know, this, this is an age of famine, not because of the food, but because of not getting that word which is filled with truth, which is going to give us hope. We have to think. We have to value what we are getting. Don't raise questions on this authentic food that we are getting. Let's raise questions on the other side. Let's raise questions on the world and the worldly things which, in which we have been living since years. That world in which we have been living and we have been, you know, being tossed and twisted with the wind of the world, we didn't question at that point of time. But when we are getting the truth, there are so many questions that we bring in front of us. And why this is happening? This is happening only because of the fears filled in us. The fears that are in us keeps postponing things. Procrastination is a sin. <clears throat> things that you're supposed to do today, things where you have to overcome today, if you keep pushing it over and over and over, that's because 
you're afraid there is a fear in you that what will someone think if i start talking like this if i start behaving like this when we change for good we our conscience should tell us that yes you are walking according to the word of god you're right in the sight of god don't focus on people and what they say our conscience should say and we should listen you know the biggest judge in this whole world is our own conscience this conscience actually embarks us to that journey of becoming a new creation if we don't listen to our conscience we are cheating our own selves the conscience always keeps reminding us about what we are from inside it reminds us that we are behaving hypocrite in hypocrisy in in front of people and when i'm alone i'm behaving as a different person that's because there is a fear in us about what others will form an opinion about you would those others give you that eternal life that the lord is promising is my question i put these questions to myself and this fear makes us live with our weaknesses this the character of fear is that it it tells you that it's okay it's okay to lie once in a while it's okay to be angry once in a while it's okay if you are not able to forgive someone completely it's okay if you can continue to you know push overcoming your weaknesses later it keeps telling us this it may, the, the fear in us is another tool for our justifications when somebody comes and tells us something when somebody comes and gives us a correction we are giving reasons we are giving justifications of not doing things not showing obedience to god that's because there is a fear in you that you don't want to get offended and feel low you have a fear of being hurted that's why you always want to convince your own self that you are right in whatever you have done these fears always make us do that which is against god and pushes into disobedience that's why for me if you ask fear is the one which is encouraging us against a restoration fear in a human being encourages us not to get restored it says it's okay you're doing good your life is good you have a peaceful job you have a happy family you're able to earn you have a comfortable living you're good focus on what you have for today and it is good you know another dangerous trap this fear pushes each one of us into is it makes us it convinces us to manipulate the word of god according to our own convenience i will use the word of god according to my own convenience wherever i think i can apply it i will apply wherever i don't think i can apply i'll ignore i'll forget word of god i'll push it aside i'll start behaving with my understanding so the fear that is in us encourages us to live with 
our own understanding did you see the how much trap this fear is actually causing in our lives that means today what god is attacking through today's word whatever god is going to attack to the root is fear which is the heart of all the sins heart of disobedience because of the fears these fears that i just told because of all these fears in our life we end up showing disobedience to the word of god we end up falling into our own trap we don't even realize so much of an impact is happening in our lives we don't realize please all of us let's let's real, let's recognize the fears in us what is that fear in me that is making me go away from that biggest blessing that god wants to give god wants to give us comfort and that's why today he is coming to each one of us and he is telling us i will be with you he is speaking to us when we receive this word of god today the fear inside us should tremble receive it wholeheartedly do not be afraid it's coming from the sovereign lord he is speaking to us he is saying do not be afraid i will be with you he is saying i will be it's a continuous tense i will be with you let's absorb this let's absorb let that fear that is in our hearts fear because of whatever situations we have in our life fears because of our own weaknesses because of our own apprehensions let that fear listen to this word push it push it into your hearts tell do not be afraid my god my sovereign lord is telling me today i don't have to be afraid anymore because he will be with me i go to office he is with me i am in the kitchen he is with me i am sleeping on my bed he is with me i am sitting on the couch he is with me i will be with you let's read jeremiah first chapter 8 to us <clears throat> Jeremiah 1 verse 8 And don't be afraid of the people for I will be with you and I will protect you I the Lord have spoken I want all of you to read it out loud in wherever place whichever place you are sitting read this out loud debbie can you please repeat this again and don't be afraid of the people for i will be with you and will protect you i the lord have spoken i the lord have spoken he is god who does not speak like human beings when he speaks he is standing on his word if he is telling us today do not be afraid of the people don't be afraid of what people will think and change your principles of life don't be afraid of the society around you and sell your truth away for them 
stop living changing according to the environment around you rather with your truth with your confidence with your strong faith in me with that hand that i am giving you hold my hand and walk quietly don't see left or right just focus on what god is telling us today and walk he is speaking to each one of us very clearly but what are we going to do now are we giving reasons like jeremiah first chapter 7th verse can you read devi mm -hmm. verse 7 the lord replied don't say i'm too young for you must go wherever i send you and say whatever i tell you this is a commandment and an instruction from god whatever i'm asking you to tell whatever i'm asking you to do you have to do that don't give reason saying lord i'm not capable enough lord the, the reason why i cannot do this is because i have lack of confidence yes i know lord this is your will but i have my own reservations god is saying don't give reasons don't give reasons when i i the sovereign lord you know why i'm stressing this again and again because today i felt we all are neglecting the power of god the one who is alive who is assuring each one of us a life filled with joy and peace we all have experienced that let's really focus on what the lord is speaking to us today don't give reasons about not showing obedience when an instruction is coming to us but what are we saying when god is saying don't say i am too young for you must go wherever i send you and say whatever i tell you what is our justification are we still saying what is there in jeremiah first chapter 6th verse can you read debi <laughs> Verse 6. Oh sovereign lord I said I can't speak for you I'm too young. Am I saying such reasons to to the father in heaven? But what what is God telling to all of us? I have appointed you. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. Never think that we have come to the lord there is a time for everything you remember ecclesiastes third chapter first verse do you want to read that once ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 yes For everything there is a season a time for every activity under heaven This is what we all have to remember there is a time that is fixed for each one of us unless the father attracts nobody can come to me is what lord jesus christ has told unless the father thinks that this is my child and she is my appointed vessel he chooses each one of us we don't decide we don't make a decision he is the sovereign lord he has control on everything trust me if we are in his ways he will lead us he will make the paths clear 
even before we go and step even if there are thorns and thistles in the way we are walking the sovereign lord can clear them we need to trust this let's read 2 corinthians 4 chapter 4th verse <coughs> Second Corinthians four, verse four. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Whom are we listening to? Our own understanding is from the god of this world the god of this world always keeps telling us that we are not capable of overcoming our weaknesses it keeps telling us that we are not fit for the glory that god wants to give it keeps telling us yes god is there you have faith on god but you have to deal with your problems it keeps telling us that you have to keep moving away from depending on god and start depending on people this is what the satan the god of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe if we believe in god we will take the word as it comes to us when i when i say i have faith in god it has to be according to the measure in which god must see and how will god see that my faith is actually the faith that he is expecting me to have only through a situation only through a sickness only through a problem during that problem if i am able to receive it saying lord if this has come you're going to teach me something out of this i don't want to lose my relationship with you by getting afraid by getting scared of the situation i don't want to lose my relationship with you because of a situation that is come as a temporary being it's just a guest in my life i'm not going to focus on that lord you have told me you will be with me which means during your situation god is with you he, because he has told you in jeremiah 18 he is saying do not be afraid i will be with you so if i am sick he is with me let me lean on him let me allow him to heal me completely he must be cleansing me from within through a sickness sometimes he must be strengthening me from within through a sickness sometimes he must be giving me endurance and patience during a situation and a sickness so let him do it end of the day all of us have to go and live in our father's house that eternal life that he has promised he is not lying he is talking about that eternal life and how can i go there only through patient endurance right let's read first samuel 15 chapter 13 to 
I'll show you the way the fear in us will lead us into disobedience. As an example, I will show you how King Saul went about doing this. First Samuel 15th chapter. Let's read from 13 to 15th verses. <coughs> Sorry. When Samuel finally found him, Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you, he said. I have carried out the Lord's command. Then what is all the bleeding of sheep and goats and the lowing of cattle I hear, Samuel demanded. It's true that the army spared the best of the sheep, goats, and cattle, Saul admitted. But they are going to sacrifice them to the Lord your God. We have destroyed everything else. Okay, what has happened here? Here, when Saul was asked to go and destroy everything, the instruction was very clear. God had instructed through the prophet Samuel to Saul to destroy everything that belongs to Amalekites. And what did Saul do? He spared some nice looking cattle, sheep. And he spared them with his own understanding, his own decision making, where he did not even realize that he was going against God. And then he is giving a justification when, Saul, when Samuel is asking him, what is all this bleeding of sheep and goats? God had instructed you to destroy everything. Why am I seeing these remaining? When Samuel asked that, he was giving a reason saying, oh, this is anyways going to go for God. Whereas God had instructed him to destroy everything. And you know why Saul did this? Let's read for Samuel 15th chapter 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah. But I did obey the Lord, Saul insisted. I carried out the mission he gave me. I brought back King Agag, but I destroyed everyone else. <clears throat> then my troops brought in the best of the sheep, goats, cattle, and plunder to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. Mm. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Hmm. One more. Keep going. Yeah. 23. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Hmm. And 24. Listen to 24 carefully now. Then Saul admitted to Samuel, yes, I have sinned. I have disobeyed your instructions and the Lord's command, for I was afraid of the people and did what they demanded. Did you see what, why Saul went about disobeying God? is because of fear of people. Did people make Saul the king or did God anoint, anoint Saul as the king? God has a plan for each one of us. 
and when he has a plan he is appointing each one of us for a reason he is he is choosing each one of us for a reason and what happened here was another thing i i i noticed in today's word that came to us is when you have the fear in you in order to cover up the fear you start justifying and without our knowledge in that justification there is pride that is hidden let's see how this guy this king saul displayed a character of pride read 21st verse debi same chapter yes <clears throat> then my troops brought in the best of the sheep goats cattle and plunder to sacrifice to the lord your god in gilgal look at that word he's saying i did everything if i read 20th verse it says but i did obey the lord he is like i i did obey the lord prophet is coming and telling him that he showed disobedience but saul is justifying and he is saying i did obey the lord i did it you don't point out at me and then if you look at that last line in 21st verse it's he is saying lord your god he disowned god he disowned the prophet because he felt offended he felt he has become the king he, he forgot that he was anointed by god as king let's read the same first samuel 15 chapter first verse first verse one day samuel said to saul It was the Lord who told me to anoint you as king of his people Israel. Now listen to this message from the Lord. Lord has asked Samuel to anoint king Saul. It is the Lord who made Saul as a king, not the people. So Saul is supposed to listen to the master who is God, but he listen to the people he was afraid of people around him and he showed disobedience and he is not even realizing instead he is giving justifications this should be a classic example and compare our lives where are we behaving like this when there is a mistake when something that we have done is wrong it is wrong when we have gone against an instruction that's it we have gone against it by giving justification we are letting the pride creep into us this pride is because of the fear of being caught the fear inside us which is making us feel that you have not sinned the fear in us should not be given this kind of authority where it is taking us away from the eternity from that eternal peace and joy that god wants to give the reason why the lord brought this to each one of us today is because we are getting adjusted 
according to the environment around us according to people around us we always are having a fear of what will people think what will people ask how will they react if i say i'm in the truth these people did not give us this peace that we have today we need to realize this the truth that we have should give us the strength to stand still the way we stand strong the way we present ourselves in our principles should influence those who don't know god it shouldn't be the other way around when god is with us who can be against us is what we will say can you read romans 8:31 <clears throat> Romans 8:31 What shall we say about such wonderful things as these if God is for us who can be against us who can say this those who are confident that whatever they are believing it has given them a life if i am able to hold on to my integrity at all times that means i will be able to boldly speak this verse out romans 8:31 what can we say about such wonderful things if god is for us who can be against us somebody is blaming me my heart is speaking when god is for me who can be against me nothing can stand against god nothing can fight against god our weaknesses cannot fight against god we have to overcome the fear that is pulling us back from such a confident life in god the truth that we have today is precious the reason why this truth is being given to us it is being fed into our lives is because the world that we are living in today there is no truth there is no truth there is no hope i sometimes keep thinking what if let's say there is no god at all i the, the moment i think like this the the next bit that comes to my mind is what should i do where is hope if there's no god god of hope is amidst us we have to understand that today we have that peace of mind there is no fear let anything happen around the world there is an assurance inside our heart saying when god is for for me nothing can go against me lord let it be your perfect will there is famine let it be your perfect will there is plague let it be your perfect will i am going to focus on you you are going to teach me and i am going to gain wisdom through the teachings that you give every situation in our life don't forget genesis 50 20 don't 
ever forget Genesis 50, 20. This has been my instrument, my tool in my life. Write it down, write it down. Make a poster, stick it to the wall, focus on Genesis 50, 20. For me, it has served as my confidence during the times of situations. Can you read that, Devi? Mm -hmm. Genesis 50, verse 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. That is God's character. In every situation, God wants to bring glory to his name. And how will he bring glory to his own self? By keeping us firm and making our testimonies speak to people through the lives that we hold. He's a very, very good God. He's an amazing God. He is alive. Let's not keep him dead. He's alive. He's with us. Even now, if, if you all have believed, Jeremiah 1st chapter 8 verse, where he said, I will be with you. I will believe he's with me here. You believe he's with you there. He is alive. He is with us. I will be with you. Itself means he is alive. He's not dead. He's not somewhere in the heavens. He's not somewhere far away from our reach. He's among each one of us. He's in our family. If there are six chairs in your house for the dining table and there are four people on the fifth chair, God is with you, with your family. He's sitting along with you when you're dining. When you're having your coffee, you're not alone. He's with you. When we, when we stay silent, when we stop these thoughts, he's talking to us. We can listen if we keep our mind calm. We can listen to him. Let's, let's start craving for that presence in our life. Let's start asking for the Lord's relationship. Let's not depend on God because we will be protected. Let's not depend on God because we will be safe. Let's not depend on God because he will bless us. All those will happen irrespective of whether we ask him or not. But what will not happen is the relationship between me and God that we have to work out. And that is what each one of us should come and listen to the word of God with that intent saying, Lord, you're my father. You're my daddy. You're my Abba Tate. I want my father. I want to call him dad. Talk to him like dad and son. That's the relationship God wants. And that's the character of God. God's character is where he does not reject. He does not judge. Even if we are coming with an intention and a hidden agenda in our heart. Each one of us have come to God for something or the other in our life. 
I had come to the truth only because I had all the doors of my life closed. I didn't have anywhere to go. And I said, I'm giving up on my life. And I had the only last resort, which was God, and he caught me. So when I went, I went with a desire. I went with an intention of being healed, getting delivered. But today, for me, that deliverance and healing is the aspect of my life which has changed me into a different human being. Now I understand that it's not for a reason that I need to go to God, but it should rather be to go and spend time with my father, my father, my, my dad. Let's see God's character. First point, God's character. Jeremiah 42nd chapter, first three verses. We will see how wonderful God's character is despite our character, which is more with a hidden <clears throat> and intention. <clears throat> Jeremiah 42, 1-3. <clears throat> then all the military leaders, including Johanan, son of Kerea, and Jezaniah, son of Hoshiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest approached Jeremiah the prophet. They said, please pray to the Lord your God for us. As you can see, we are only a tiny remnant compared to what we were before. Pray that the Lord your God will show us what to do and where to go. In the third verse, right? Pray that the Lord your God will show us what to do and where to go. Okay. We are coming with an intention to God and we are asking God, you tell me what to do, I will do. You tell me how to behave, I will behave. You, you tell me where I have to transform, where I have to change, where I am going wrong, I will do it. We are telling God. He's not forcing us. God has always told us, if you remember in the book of Deuteronomy, he has clearly said, look, I have kept before you good and bad. You choose what you want to do. He didn't ask us to choose only good. He didn't ask us to choose bad. He said, you make a choice. I've given you a free will. And when God has given us a free will, we have taken a decision to follow God. And when we have taken a decision to follow God, we are telling God, I will listen to whatever you ask me to listen to. I will do whatever you ask me to do. I will go wherever you send me. This is coming from us. When we are coming to God and telling this, are we showing obedience when he is instructing? When we are coming to God and say that I want to follow you, 
then are you showing obedience in everything or are you having selective obedience are you showing obedience according to your own understanding or are you showing obedience according to the way god wants us to show obedience like the way lord jesus christ set an example to each one of us are we showing obedience and convincing ourselves that we are showing obedience in everything or are we able to see deficiencies in our obedience obedience according to my comforts is not called obedience in the sight of god obedience according to my convenience is not called obedience in the sight of god but i am the one who told god i will listen to you i am the one who is telling i will live a life that is pleasing to you i am the one who is saying i have faith in you when we say i have faith in you you know what we are telling god we are telling him that he can make our lives better and when he comes to make our lives better we have a problem with it we have questions we have reasons of not doing what he is asking us to do we have justifications we 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 contest against the word of god we want to hear what is convenient to our ears we want to hear what we can do we don't want to hear anything that is out of our comfort space please this these are the deficiencies that we all have in our obedience so first point we all have to check is am i clear about what i am speaking in the presence of god that is why in ecclesiastes 5th chapter let's go i i just remembered one verse which is very important let's go to ecclesiastes 5th <clears throat> chapter which verse second verse so first verse onwards can you read from verse 1 okay <clears throat> as you enter the house of god keep your ears open and your mouth shut it is evil to make mindless offerings <clears throat> to god don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before god after all god is in heaven and you are here on earth so let your words be few yes so when we are in the presence of god let's not make statements yes this is true i believe you my lord lord you are very powerful i have faith in you god so when you when that is these these statements that we make in the presence of god are going to stand against us saying god this person from her mouth this word came out saying she has faith on you but i do not see her life filled with faith because she is always 
having fear worry anxiety depression sadness assumption expectation self pity lack of confidence condemnation which means she doesn't have faith in you this statement that we speak will go and stand in the presence of god and talk about our disobedience that's why when we are talking we have to remember god is in heaven and i am on earth let my words be few let my ears be open let these ears listen carefully absorb cause conviction in my heart and help me blossom help me transform every day i should feel good about myself in the way i am pleasing god my conscience should make me feel good not my own understanding my conscience should tell me that yes i'm happy with the way you are transforming my conscience should tell me that there is no justification in me about my transformation getting delayed my conscience should tell me truly you have a lot of problems in your life and you really don't have the strength to face them check check what our conscience is speaking to us this is what we all have to check second thing that we all have to check let's read jermaya 42 4 and 5 now <clears throat> so first is let's examine and check our hearts our intentions with which we are coming and talking in the presence of god second is 42 4 and 5 jeremiah 42 4 and 5 all right jeremiah replied i will pray to the lord your god as you have asked and i will tell you everything he says i will hide nothing from you then they said to jeremiah May the Lord your God be a faithful witness against us if we refuse to obey whatever he tells us to do. Look at the statement that they are making. I won't look at them. I will examine myself. Have I given such statements in the presence of God? Lord, I will be faithful to you. No matter what happens, I will never lie. any more no matter what happens i will show obedience to you my lord lord i will stop behaving in this manner from now onwards i want god's will in my life many times each one of us would have made these statements i want to do whatever is god's will in my life and when that will comes in front of us oh i can't do this because my husband won't let me do it i have a daughter she is studying here how can i leave her and go how can i do this i have a job here god is giving us his will because i asked for it we ask for it we come and make statements in the presence of god 
we have to examine our statements here what did they say they said may the lord your god be a faithful witness against us if we refuse to obey whatever he tells us to do we may not have made this exact statement but we may have made statements which mean that we are keeping god as our witness for the words we are we are speaking whatever we are writing in our notes whatever we keep talking in our hearts when we are listening to the word of god every word that we are saying he is able to hear and that word will go and give witness that i have spoken and god will take that word and stand in front of us and say listen you are the one who asked for my will and this is my will and now you do not want to do it because you are not comfortable about it because you have your own fears of accomplishing it but i am saying you know despite all this the character of god is he will not reject us even if we come even if we make statements he knows what we are going to do he knows our thoughts he knows our actions even before that thought has entered into us he knows what we are capable of that is why the character of god the beauty of god is in jeremiah 42:6 let's read that Jeremiah 42, verse 6. Whether we like it or not, we will obey the Lord our God, to whom we are sending you with our plea. For if we obey him, everything will turn out well for us. That last line is the character of God. If I obey God, everything will turn out well for me. That is the character of God. whether i have sinned in the past or not whether i have been disobedient in the past whether i have been rebellious in the past whether i have shown stubbornness how many times i have shown disobedience god won't count any of that when i show immediate obedience to his instruction repentance is the key for all of us when we realize and repent he will forget everything that we have done in the past for him he wants us no matter how terrible we have sinned all he will see is for that true repentance inside our hearts he will not reject us the character that god carries is always forgiving and forgetting what you have done in the past but what kind of character are we having that character which continuously repeatedly keeps doing the same mistake again and again again and again just because god is so forgiving can we actually grieve him because of our repeated behavior and mistakes his character is the way no matter how we come and sit in his presence he'll not waste his time perhaps one line may touch my child that's what he's he's always working out 
that is why he never gives up that is why i have seen the true servants of god i have seen especially i have seen this in deepa she never gave up bringing the word to us week after week week after week week after week week after week every saturday sunday saturday sunday whether we showed obedience or disobedience whether we have rebelled whether we have listened we have not listened whether we are paying attention not paying attention she has consistently delivered the word of god in the same manner i have not seen a change till date in the way she has been serving the work that god has given her that's the character of god this is the period of time this grace period he has given to each one of us to realize repent transform restore rebuild hence he won't waste his time even if we can catch one point in his whole bunch of manna that is coming to us he is happy with that that's the character of god even though these people came and even though the people were telling that we will listen to you and despite knowing that they will not listen god still saw only one thing in them they have come to me let me make use of this time that this heart this child has come to me she's precious the apple of my eye my child she's come to me let me use this time this is how he works out for us read 42 78 to 10 7 to 10 same jeremiah 42 7 to 10 10 days later the lord gave his reply to jeremiah so he called for johanan son of karia and the other military leaders and for all the people from the least to the greatest he said to them You sent me to the Lord, the God of Israel, with your request, and this is his reply. Stay here in this land, if you do, I will build you up and not tear you down. I will plant you and not uproot you, for I am sorry about all the punishment I have had to bring upon you. Do not fear the king of Babylon any more, says the Lord, for I am with you and will save you and rescue you from his power. I will this be merciful. That's it. Stop. That's it. okay. Yeah. So till 11th verse, right? From 7 to 11, if you read carefully, God's word is coming to the people, to his people. And what is he saying? He's saying, you stay. You have come to me asking whether I should stay or go. Your intention is you already made a decision that you're going god knew when these people were coming to the prophet god already knew that they had already made their own plans they had already taken their own decisions but still they were coming as a safe side option are we making god as a safe side option in our lives then we are fooling ourselves these people they already decided that they are going away from this 
land because the enemies are going to attack them. So they already took her decision, but they came to the prophet to check on what would the prophet say? What would be the word of God? So God knew all these intentions of these people, but still, what did he do here? He gave them his will. He said, you stay. Because if you don't stay, because, you know, how, how, did, how do we know that God knew the intention is if you read these verses carefully, carefully, right? He said in 10th verse, stay here in this land. If you do, I will build you up and not tear you down. He knew that they will not stay. So as a punishment, he's going to tear them up. But he said here, if you stay back, I will build you and not tear you down. Because I know your intention is you will go and you will have to face the punishment of your disobedience. You know where these people had made a choice to go back to? Egypt. Did God not do put so much effort to bring us out of our old life that today we choose to go back to our old life, our old sinful ways, the same old behavior, the same old character. When God brought us out of that character, you want to go back and sit in self-pity again? When God has brought us out of being judgmental, you want to go and continue to judge everything and everyone, including the word of God? What are we doing? We have to think, what am I doing? This thought of mine, this action of mine, this conversation of mine, these words of mine, what are they doing? One question before we move forward, let's put it. We're saying God's will, but we want it according to my own convenience. Are we doing like them? And that's where God says, I know you will do what you want. I know you will end up falling into your own self-set traps. So I will tear you down is what he says. But if you listen, I will build you up. I will plant you and not uproot you. For I am sorry, God is saying, I am sorry about all the punishment I have had to bring upon you. If only you can repent truly, wholeheartedly today, God will feel sorry for whatever has happened because of our disobedience. This is the character of God. And when we show this kind of behavior, you know what will he do? Second point, I will be merciful. He says, if you show this character of repentance, I know you came to me with an intention. But when I started teaching you to change your nature, your behavior, your conversation, your thinking process, your words, your heart, when I'm giving you these instructions, and if you're able to receive it and change according to what I'm telling you, then 
i will be merciful which means whatever problem with which we have come to him forget about the solution for that problem but let's transform to please him and when we do that he will be merciful let's read this is the second point let's read jeremiah 42:12 <clears throat> jeremiah 42 verse 12 <clears throat> I will be merciful to you by making him kind so he will let you stay here in your land. Hmm. Who will he make uh kind the problem that has come to attack me the situation that has come to attack me people who are coming to blame me people who have accused me people who have held bitterness against me people who are troubling me today he will turn their hearts to become kind that means his mercy will be so much upon us that even our enemies are going to turn out to be our friends our situations are going to turn out to be favorable to us the situation that has been brought upon us will turn into doing good to us that is what we saw in genesis 5020 god will show that kind of mercy upon each one of us if we realize and repent for our disobedience let's read proverbs 167 <clears throat> Proverbs 16, verse 7. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Yes. When we start pleasing God, everybody, everything around us will turn into our favor. Even strangers whom we don't know will become a helping hand for us. we will get help from everybody there will be so much of love and unexpected joy and happiness that god will pour out into our lives if we start living a life that is pleasing to god again if there are fears in our heart we cannot please god and if we cannot please god we cannot find favor either from god or from people in our lives let's read jeremiah 15 11 now <clears throat> jeremiah 15 11 the lord replied i will take care of you jeremiah your enemies will ask you to plead on their behalf in times of trouble and distress when we stand strong when we hold up our integrity and when we stand for the truth that we all are learning we will give enemies also a hope and they will come to us to help them people who have insulted us in our lives people who have caused disrespect 
and shame in our lives those people will come and ask each one of us to rescue them to give them the support that's how much god will exalt if only we can hold up to the integrity integrity matters a lot no matter where we are let's not focus on people let's not leave the truth let's not get influenced because of people who don't know god it is we are ambassadors of the word we are the ambassadors we have to hold this word with dignity honor the word of god honor god he is a king he is a king of kings he is the one who needs to be honored not the people the mere people of this earth don't compromise the truth that we are getting for people to please people no we have to discern wherever we are are we doing right in the sight of god am i talking things that are acceptable to god my conversation is it pleasing to god or not my reasons and justifications are only taking me away from obedience to god god will give an instruction that instruction behind that there is protection hidden there is peace that is hidden behind that instruction a trouble that is going to fall upon you a sickness that is going to hit you badly there is a wall that god wants to put against all of them and heal you deliver you but your reasons your justifications are breaking that wall that god wants to build that fortified wall of bronze that's what god did in my life jeremiah 15th chapter whatever i got from lord in 2015 was jeremiah 15 2020 where he said i will fight against those who have attacked you they i will go and secure you behind a fortified wall trust me when god is telling you giving an instruction through the prophets that god has chosen let's just show simple obedience behind that there is a lot that god has protected you he is guarding you against he is keeping you away from things that you are going to fall into for us our logical mind may not understand this our own understanding may not get convinced but it is the sovereign lord when he is showing love upon us there's no logic that he uses i keep seeing at my own life and i keep thinking about myself if he has shown mercy upon me if he still showing mercy upon me and still tolerating me that means god really does not use logic 
otherwise if he had used logic i wouldn't be fit to even call his name from these dirty lips that is the worth god gives to each one of us we have to honor this the only way to honor and pay back is by showing faithfulness to his instruction and obedience obedience is the key obedience is the key and the the only trap of the enemy which will derail us from obedience is the fear in our hearts what fears are we carrying what is that fear due to which i am derailed i'm showing disobedience i'm becoming rebellion i'm becoming stubborn natured i'm becoming stiff neck person which fear in me break that fear let that fear hear your inner voice today where you're saying when my god is with me why will i be afraid of you the spirit of fear be broken casted out from our lives today but if we still refuse to obey then what will happen third point the last point refuse to obey jeremiah 42 13 to 15 <clears throat> says If you are determined to go to Egypt and live there the very war and famine you fear will catch up to you and you will die there. Hmm. Here if you read carefully we go and ask for the will of God we say we will do whatever God says and when God says something we are giving a reason saying the reason I don't want to do this is because I am more comfortable here. i'm more comfortable doing this i probably need some more time let's say these are the reasons i'm giving to show disobedience to god whatever reasons we are giving we all know that we are giving a reason and the intention is we don't want to do what god's will is because we are not comfortable doing that so whatever is the fear with which we are not doing that that will come and fall upon us with my own understanding i'm pushing away that blessing that god wants to give me through his will we have to be careful in analyzing where we are rejecting god's will in our life where we are showing disobedience to what his instructions are what we see is not what god sees god sees beyond what we can see there is a big agenda a plan a safety 
precaution that God is taking about our lives, which we don't know. Hence, it is good to just show obedience rather than refusing to listen. If you look at this here, I think in the 15th verse, it says, <clears throat> if you are determined to go to Egypt and live there, if you are determined to do what is comfortable for you, the very war and famine you fear will catch up to you and you will die there. So whatever is your comfort today, this will only become a big discomfort for you. God is telling that. That's why he is saying, this is going to be the future. I know you're running away from one problem, but you don't know you're falling into 10 problems. That's why listen to what I am telling you. God is saying, God knows for our problem, a clear-cut solution. We, with our knowledge, our understanding, keep running between pillars to pillars, pillar to pillar, people to people, phones to phone. How many advices? How many thoughts? How many? How many suggestions? Forget about suggestions, people. Our own understanding is a dangerous fear induction mechanism. Our own thoughts are the ones which are actually putting fuel to the fear which is already there. That fear gains strength because of our own understanding. We have to focus on this area. Very, very important. The reason why God has brought this point to all of us is today we have to break these fears. That fear is misleading us, taking us away from the path that God has laid. And what will happen? We will destroy our own selves. And if you read further after this, right, that is what happens. These people who come to Jeremiah to know God's will, they'll not listen to what Jeremiah says, but they will actually go against Jeremiah. Let's read Jeremiah 43, 1. 43, verse 1. Yeah. <clears throat> When Jeremiah had finished giving this message from the Lord their God to all the people. Hmm. Second verse. Azariah, son of Hoshiah, and Johanan, son of Korea, and all the other proud men said to Jeremiah, You lie. The Lord our God hasn't forbidden us to go to Egypt. Hmm. What happened here? These men who came to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 42.1, suddenly got pride in them. You remember even Saul? When he was being rebuked and corrected by the prophet, immediately he said, I did this for your God. I thought your, it's your God. I wanted to sacrifice these for your God. He disowned. When we are not able to receive a correction, when somebody comes and tells that here you have shown disobedience or this is the will of God, don't do this. If we get offended, this is how we will behave. Like the way these people in 42.1, they were humble. They approached Jeremiah with a very humble nature. But when Jeremiah gave 
God's will, which was not according to what they wanted, they became proud. Look at that word here. Azariah, son of Hoshea, and Johanan, son of Karia, and all other proud men said to Jeremiah, you lie. The Lord, our God, hasn't forbidden us to go to Egypt. No, no, no. God will never say that. God wants every time our own good. Why are you talking all this? This is not what God is saying, no. The pride, the ego that is in us does not let us receive corrections. Does not let us receive that which is not comfortable to us. We want to push it away. God will keep giving us a chance to listen. We keep pushing it away. He will continue. He will not give up on us because he loves us. He won't give up on us. He'll keep giving us warnings. We may have everything going on smoothly in our lives despite showing disobedience. One day, everything will be taken off. And God does not want that. That is what he told. I, I will establish you. I will not tear you apart. If there is an if condition. If you start figuring it out today. What is it in me that is taking me away from my God? Is what we have to examine. Which fear in me? What kind of fears in me? Are the fears of security in my life that I'm worried about? Having a secure job, secured position, a continuous income that I'm disobeying God. My own understanding is always going to mislead me. You know, our own understanding will mislead us and it will go into the presence of God. What is my own understanding? It is coming from the devil. So that my own understanding, which is coming from this world, that will go into the presence of God. You remember in Job first chapter, the way Satan enters into the presence of God, that's how my understanding, that spirit of logical thinking will go and mock at God. It will tell, look, you are saying you chose this woman. You're saying you delivered her. You're saying she is your chosen vessel and you are not giving up on her. You are going every week, week after week, you're going and talking to her, but still she prefers to listen to me and not you. You continue to give your word, but she wants to do what she feels like doing. My own understanding is mocking at the Savior. What kind of honor am I giving God? 
is it not painful if somebody does that with me how would i feel my logical thinking my comfort my comfort my comfort let's come out of this comfort levels no let's do what god is comfortable with let's do what god has plans for us jeremiah 29:11 he wants to accomplish in our lives but are we letting him do that or are we stopping him from doing it we have to think about it it is indeed painful when my understanding is going and mocking at my protector today if i am alive it's because of him but i i'm giving priority to my understanding my comfort the fear is very dangerous what is that fear what character does my fear have we all have to analyze please after this word after we disperse from this fellowship please take time sit down quietly and list out the fear that is in me what is that fear is it a fear of failure is it a fear of shyness is it a fear of moving out of my comfort space is it a fear to take risk what are what are my fears <clears throat> it is a is it a fear of the society that i'm living in is it the fear of people what kind of what character does my fear have and why why is it stopping me from showing obedience to god and then read out jeremiah first chapter eighth verse to those fears that you have listed out tell all of those fears what is there in jeremiah 18 let them leave our lives today let them not separate us from our beloved father the protector the savior of our life let's give honor to god not to man not to the fears not to our weaknesses they will destroy us but he will protect us forever and ever